Today on What Chaos, NHL legend Anthony Duclair. I'm sick. Patrick Kane is a liar. So is Lucas Raymond, but he's a funny liar. The coolest liar. An investigation into Tate McRae's very hockey-ish track list. Press all the buttons and shake that ass for Drake. It's What Chaos. Thursday edition of What Chaos, November 30th. Wrapping up, Peter, our first month and last month of this show. <laughs> That's right, folks. This is the last All episode. Done. We never said how long it was a good show run. Be. Yeah. That would be a wild, uh, that would be a wild Bought trick a lot of hockey jerseys <laughs> just for the look. I'm kidding. Big show announcement. That's crazy. I feel like we've the been doing the continue. show for like a year at this point we have been we've been working on this show forever making this set and everything i was going through some pics on my phone uh of like sean and some of our pals from all city just like making this all happen and a lot of the construction like i i did like sean like less than one percent of the construction on any of this i would like walk in and be like how's it going gang you need to know where to get sandwiches. And then I'd take a picture and I'd like post, I like text Pete and be like, set's coming along. The, the craziest part about that is that you did 1% or less than 1% mm-hmm. and I did less than you. I wasn't even in town. Also, I apologize for how I sound. I am fighting for my life right now and I can hear it. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm tr- I know. I was trying to think of like, how can this be as easy a show as possible uh, for Pete? People wouldn't believe this to hear me say it. My goal when I do any show, especially if it's one that I have to host, is to not talk the whole time. Yeah, and okay. This is going to be a... We're going to play other stuff. We're going to do a clips show. We're going to do highlight. I'm just kidding. Uh, we're going to show an Anthony Duclair interview that we did just the other day, which is amazing. He is the best... He and the Sharks obviously not off to the greatest start this season, but really one of the uh, one of the more fun conversations we've. I had. think maybe uh, maybe that changes after he appears on the show because we get the bump. I mean, we've seen we've seen that it works in the other direction. Like we had Frank Vitrano on, and he is since slowed down, slowed his pace. He's not on pace to score four hundred goals this season, so. Maybe it turns around for Anthony DeClaire. I think, though, that with Frank Vetrano, we pointed out to him that he was scoring a lot of goals. He didn't want to be he selfish. Was like, oh, God, is this like what people are saying about me? <laughs> I got to save some for the fishes. That's so right. So he's slowed down a little bit. Uh, we start, though, and we also have some Tate McRae news coming in this show. Some breaking, massive Tate McRae news. So you don't want to go anyway for it. But we have to start in Detroit where Patrick Kane is on bust watch. This is now two straight games where the team has deemed him a healthy scratch, unfit to play. Uh, We don't know if it's like a professionalism thing or what it is, but Patrick Kane still not ready to go. You could also say uh, he is a, a glory hog or just more about the cameras at this point in his career because he was on camera last night, but not in the lineup. How do you think that his teammates feel about that? How do you think they feel about that in the room? He's yapping with his, uh, with his good time buddies screwing around 
talking about making declarations, trying to write checks that maybe his stick can't cash. Yeah, uh, he's talking a big game too and not backing it up. He's saying, hey, I'm going to be better than I was last year. I'm going to be better than maybe I was the year before. And uh, he's just out there lollygagging around in practice and uh, and not actually getting in the game. If you think that we're running this bit into the ground, consider we're not making a cab joke. I have heard so oh many cab God. jokes about Patrick Kane the last couple jokes. of weeks. And from even from people I like. And I'm like, oh, my, okay, give it a rest <laughs> with the cab jokes. People don't forget, apparently. I wish they would. Those jokes were old like 10 years ago. But can you tell me like literally anything else about Patrick Kane, though, outside of like hockey? Because I well, don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah but <laughs> the other ones aren't to? good either. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> uh, it makes me so mad. I could just freak out in a cab. It makes me that mad. <laughs> Uh, I will say, like, Patrick Kane, from a personality standpoint, there's not a lot going on More there. boring than people think. Oh, my goodness. Like, people make fun of Connor McDavid, and, like, I would rather listen to a Connor McDavid interview than a Patrick Kane interview. I don't know. You interviewed uh, Connor McDavid back in the day. I did, and he was fun. I was going to say, I didn't, uh, I, I think that was a print thing, right? It was, yeah. But he was fun. But he was good. He yeah. was nice. Yeah, he, we talked about sneakers. He's a big sneakerhead. You know who would not like that conversation? Who? Tyler, the creator. Why? You didn't hear what Tyler, the creator said? No. Sean, you heard what Tyler, the creator said. Uh, I think I might know what you're referencing. He said, go on music shows and talk about your album. Don't go yeah. sneaker shopping yeah, yeah, yeah. and yep. deep-throating hot wings. And then he had yeah, to uh, release yeah, yeah. a statement being like, to be fair, Sean though, Evans is a very nice man. To be fair, though, uh, the... When I interviewed McDavid, it was at an Adidas event. It was when they unveiled all the new... Uh, it was when Adidas took over the NHL jerseys and they unveiled all the 30, uh, 31 jerseys because this was when Vegas was introduced as a team. Whoa. So it was like a fashion event. Interesting. So I asked him about sneakers and stuff like that. Uh, let's hear Patrick Kane uh, flapping his gums, as uh, his teammates probably feel, last night on TNT. How confident are you you can get back to the Patrick Kane we've seen come playoff time, the one you in the pumpernickel and the heartbreaker to that level? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very confident, very confident. Um, you know, I know for a fact I'm going to be better than I was was last year. And even the year before, I mean, put up decent numbers, but it was uh, I, I couldn't really I couldn't really move laterally side to side. A lot of a lot of my plays were just kind of uh, peg leg planted. So it was uh um, it was a good decision. I'm happy with it all and um, very confident about getting back to a, to a high level of play. Let me ask you this. Do we want to add a liar to yes. this guy's resume? Oh, my God. Uh, I asked Sean, who's just, uh, just a young gun with a quick fuse, if uh, he was too young for the why the fuck you lying <laughs> meme. And he said, no, Patrick Kane is too old to be doing anything that would make him not look like a liar there because he is not going to be better than he was two years ago. And even like we we've talked about what he was last year. He seemed maybe on the road to Cashville. I know he's had a surgery since then, but like you don't always come back from surgery better. You pointed out that this hip resurfacing procedure doesn't usually make guys better. Two, two guys in the history of the NHL have played after having the surgery and both of them have looked like shells of themselves and both of them were like pretty decent before having it like I mean that's not fair to Patrick Kane he was pretty decent before uh, encountering those hip issues mm -hmm. and uh, even like last year on 
you know, with like one hip was okay. Yeah. Um, but if I'm Patrick Kane, I'm like, yeah, I'm not me, inflating myself before I hit the ice. Like now the, the, I feel like all of it's been twisted from, well, we got to really be careful about our expectations with Patrick Kane because of this, uh, the history of like these hip, this hip surgery and hip resurfacing. And now it's become like, He's back and he's sick. And if I'm Patrick Kane, I don't want that. I want the the bar to be set low. You don't want to be a savior. You don't want to be viewed as a savior. Again, you want to be viewed. And look, like the stuff that he said to TNT, that's the stuff that like you should think. Right. And you should tell your teammates, say like, I am going to give you some shit you've never seen before. Like we are going to, and you fire them up and you tell like you tell your loved ones your therapists and everything like just like how much you believe you can do great things i don't know if you want to anthony declare that you're Ooh. going to go out and do them i think that at this point and say that you're you're going to be better than you've been in the past 2 years yeah and Sean uh did a great job tossing the stats up there 2 years ago he was over a point a game player for the Blackhawks, had 92 points in 78 games, scored 26 goals. And that was a team that ranked 28th in the NHL in offense. Uh, yeah. So, like, that's impressive. So, I understand you want to believe that. I wouldn't be saying it right now, but again, it's not like anyone's going to jail for him declaring this. I just <laughs> think that we all agree. You lying? You think lying? Um, I think lying. I, I don't think that Between he's Between wishful thinking and lying. I don't think that he's going to be better. Than, uh, than he's been in the past two years. I would, I guess I would love to be proved otherwise. And, and like, if, if he does prove me otherwise, damn, like all the credit to him, he is, he is like not setting an NHL record or anything, but like he is smashing, uh, sort of the expectation and the, the history of this surgery and how people come back from it. Can he at least be this? Can we say he's going to be better than he was with the Rangers? Which I just yes, did the I, math. I, I do think that that's true. I agree. Uh, he had he wasn't good with the Rangers. Yeah, he had point six three points a game with the Rangers, and the few games I watched with him, I was like barely that's not noticed. Patrick Kane. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, yeah, and uh, we've talked about Patrick Kane so much. I don't think we have been able to acknowledge as a player. God electric oh yeah like 100 legend don't offensively yes. don't quite think that he's an automatic you have to give me your number when you go to when i go to your team i still but think that's I, crazy I, yeah I, like, I, I i'm on sean's side this we found though is an age thing because yeah. i do you also sean associates 88 with patrick kane i associate it with eric lindros do you associate uh, it mostly mostly kane and okay. i think any player in the nhl that's younger than him which is most of them is going to associate like that's what what Sprong kind of said. He was like, "That's his number. He's the greatest American." Lindros obviously rocked, and uh, I think he was just like a, a smidge before like my diehard hockey fandom started. Okay, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna have a light investigation later on this show on some Tate McRae stuff. At some point on this show, we're going to investigate uh, the, a, an '88 story because I've tried to distance myself from this over the years, but as a uh, I told you way back in the day, uh, at least for a time, I took responsibility for David Pasternak wearing 88. And part of that was he was wearing it at a rookie camp thing. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I would talk to him like when he was a healthy scratch for preseason games and everything, just because he was a nice kid. 
and he was wearing 88 at a rookie camp in Nashville. And I was like, because it was assigned to him. Right. Cause it was assigned to him. And I was like, yo, 88's awesome. You should keep that. And he was like, really? And I was like, who's known for 88 right now? Lindros is gone. Like, I guess Kane wears it. And that was the logic behind that of being like, you can lay claim to 88. So maybe I'm like an anti Patrick Kane owns 88 thing. Yeah. But the investigation I do want to do is like years later, be like, David Pasternak, did you take that seriously at all? Or like, did you even go into that camp being like, give me 88. I want to do something. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. I also, I like the idea of uh, like, I like the idea of players choosing numbers. Like we're getting into like a weird era of of hockey jerseys where guys are choosing numbers because nobody else has been associated with them before. Like, and I love that. They, yeah, they, I, I love it too. And it makes me curious to see like what kind of weird ass numbers we're going to get down the line where where you look at it and you're like, oh, that's an ugly number. Uh, but, and then you kind of come around on it. Like I, I started that way with Crosby with 87. I was like, that's a fucking weird number. Why is he wearing that? That's and so now crazy. I can't imagine him wearing anything else. I, I actually thought about it last night too with Mo Sider uh, wearing 53. I'm like, that seems like such an ugly number, but it kind of makes it work, kind of makes it work. One that I love that I don't think is associated with uh, anybody else except for uh, my best pal, Jacob Lauko, mm-hmm. 94. 94 is an awesome number. 94 is a great number, but it's all oh, Sean's making a face. No, I was agreeing. I think at this point, basically any You're number in the 90s. Face. You're no, like, like, nice. Yeah, like I think any number in the 90s at this point kind of goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, like, but most of the numbers in the '90s are associated with an NHL player. Ninety-one, spe- especially ninety-one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and ninety-four. I don't know anybody. Ninety-four. Ninety-six is another one. Yeah, this is you know this would be a good question for uh, our friend Adam Jones. He used to do a thing called the Dong Report on his show, and they would count how many home runs there were each night. And they'd say, all right, well, there were 33 oh, right. dongs. And then uh, people would text in like a Zdeno Chara 33 or a Jason Veritek 33. So as a result of that, I'm pretty sure he's a wizard with like every number. Okay. If you were to say to him, Jones, give me some hockey 94s, he'd be like, oh, blah, 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 I'd 94. be shocked if there were 94 home runs in a night of baseball. <laughs> at any point. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that would rock. Yeah, that would be one hell of a night. If it were like 1999. True, yeah. There, would, they, there wouldn't only be 94. <laughs> there would be 94 in one game. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, th- but the most interesting thing I think that happened with the Red Wings last night isn't that they benched that loudmouth Patrick Kane <laughs> again. It's that there was something I, Pete, personally had never seen before. In last night's Rangers-Red Wings game, Lucas Raymond grabbed Will Cooley's stick, hit himself in the face with it, and drew blood Almost got away with it. Yeah. They called a four-minute double minor on Will Cooley, and they were like, wait, hold on a second. And he clearly, they were both headed to the same area, grabbed the stick, hit himself in the face with it. And I can't tell if that makes Lucas Raymond a gangster or a maniac. Probably both. Probably both. Uh, he did get away with it. Like, he didn't get the four-minute penalty. But he got away with it because he wasn't penalized. I think it's crazy that you can't penalize a guy after it goes to review 
and you find out that he did that, like that should absolutely be either holding the stick or embellishment. Mm -hmm. And I know that you can't retroactively like change, uh, change the penalty call. You can only review whether it's double minor or a minor, but I think that should be changed. I think that you should be able to uh, go back. If you're reviewing a, a, a specific penalty and you find another penalty, you should be able to enforce that. Oh, so you believe in uh, my friends and I used to call this the uh, the works challenge. The works. If there was a a play, we would do this in football. If like a bad play happens to your team, you should be able to just throw a challenge flag and say, "Give me the works." <laughs> yes. Meaning, like, give like this play a full body scan. Yes. See, like, I'm I'm not going to tell you what I think is wrong with it, but you need to go through and find anything that could be wrong with it. Unfortunately, this kind of does already exist, just with offsides challenges. Just be like. Did anything at any point go wrong? Can you take a look at this? But I think of this, uh, there is a scene in Saw 2 where they find that they need to open a safe and there's numbers to the safe written on the back of all of their heads. Yeah. And one guy is going around like killing people to get their numbers from the back of their head. And uh, Amanda says to him like, hey, dummy, if you kill us, how are you going to know which number is on the back of your head? And he... I know what he does. And yeah. they're like, oh, shit. This what guy's is wrong crazy. With? That's what Lucas Raymond was last night. He was like, I want a double minor. And Will Cooley's like, well, what are you going to do? You need one of us to, <laughs> what are you doing? You're drawing blood. Uh. I know. I, I do res at least respect the commitment that if you're going to, if you're going to try to force a guy into a penalty. Yeah. Go for the whole thing. That's Go for the whole shebang. Shit. Yeah. Uh, smashed himself in the face, drew blood. Uh, I, I do respect it. Uh, but, I mean, Mudvayne, my guy Mudvayne in chat said uh, it should be a delay of game penalty at the very least. Yeah. Because it, he did delay the game yeah. for, no, for no reason other than to lie. What, it was a uh, big lying episode today. Ooh. We don't have Anthony Duclair on. I kid. <laughs> uh, my favorite prior to this. I, I like when people like trick players into taking penalties or like take advantage of stick placement and be like, I, I think of PK Subban. Um, he would, he was always good at if you weren't holding your stick tight enough, he was skating over it and you were getting a tripping penalty. And David Krejci had a great quote after a game, which was, uh, he was like, I, I don't want to talk about that play I, I, I if, if i say what i want to say then like people are going to make a big deal of it and we we're like what were you going to say and he just goes i don't like him <laughs> <laughs> which respect but, like I, I but i always kind of liked that uh, I, I think of that as like it's awareness gamesmanship. it's gamesmanship it's, well, it's like, for sure gamesmanship yeah. but it's also like hey if i do this like, sure, he's not tripping me. Hold your stick tighter, dude. Don't put your stick there. I can skate right over it, and that's two minutes. I mean, I think to an, to a certain extent, embellishment is, like, part of the game, and it's part of the gamesmanship. And, like, if you can give your team an advantage by being good at that, by all means, go for it. I agree. Uh, but, like, you know, there is a line. Uh, you don't want to see a guy fucking flopping around like a fish all the time and kind of like abandoning his game in order to do that. And I also don't think you want to see people get in the habit of like grabbing another person's stick and weaponizing it against themselves. Yeah. The more, the it's further cool, we got into that conversation, <laughs> I was just like, 
was this cool? Was this not cool? Like with each passing word, either of us said, I was like, that was so cool. <laughs> I mean, like it's, it's fun to see new shit. Yeah. Uh, we, this has been a good week for seeing new shit. Uh, we saw the, uh, the shootout in Toronto. That was wild. I, I don't know if I'd ever seen like a double hit and a team leave the ice and come back onto the ice. You saw a wild, a Minnesota wild game, which I was saw new a Minnesota for wild game, First time of my life for sure. Uh, and then there was the, uh, the, uh, every player on the ice gets a 10-minute misconduct. That was a new thing. And then we saw a guy smash his own face. I love that. And we well, saw the Arizona Coyotes beat the two or slash three defending Stanley Cup. Well, nobody gives a shit, Sean. But what is <laughs> this is a hockey podcast, Sean. Sean, the more that you try to force the Coyotes into conversation, the more we're going to avoid them. Like, do you even get I don't even know what that was. I would rather hear about the Minnesota Wild at this point. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> Anthony Duclair saw Sharky on this table. And was like, oh, Sharky. And I. this is such a great Anthony Duclair video because I've watched uh, interviews with him. And he is your kind of uh, standard French-Canadian like hockey guy. Doesn't get too far outside any of the, the, the boundaries that uh, exist in hockey. But he was loose with us and he was great. And I think part of it was that as soon as he came on with us... He was like, oh, hey, Sharky, you got Sharky there. The reason we got Sharky is because when we first started browsing Foco's website, you, you were like, look at this Duke, look at this uh, Leon Dreisaitl thing. Look at this funny Austin Matthews thing. I just started typing in uh, mascots, and the first one that came up that was super funny was that enormous Sharky. <laughs> it's amazing. And really, Foco does have plenty more where that came from. Oh, They've yeah. got uh, – we, we showed you a gritty one that we have – their mascot game is incredible, and they keep churning them out. So we enjoy them, and we hope that you can enjoy Foco. They got all the, whether you want to have them as collectibles, as coffee table pieces, as topics of conversation, they're amazing. And for all non-presale or sale items, you can use the promo code CHAOS for 10% off if you go to foco.com they are amazing these we are got, quality bobbleheads too they, they are they're like they're they're hefty they're they're made well i don't uh, know if, if you know like if you pick one of those up and you look at the bottom of it there's like they're all limited edition like ooh. there's all like you'll see like there'll be like 23 of 144 or something like and that. that's and the, the cool part about it that i'm not a collector pete's not a collector but if you are you're gonna go bonkers right on these things because and now Act now, foco.com. Use promo code chaos for 10% off all non pre sale or sale items. Here is Anthony Duclair. Here with Sharks Left Wing and popular topic on this show, Anthony Duclair, because sure. we, we watch a lot of your games, Anthony. We are crazy about the game that you guys played against the Oilers. Uh, early in the season where you guys were coming off your first win Oilers people had so many questions like all eyes were on that game it's silly to ask you about a game that you played like weeks ago at this point but what was that game like with the whole NHL world watching two struggling teams <laughs> yeah um, I don't think there was too many games on that night either so um, it was obviously a big uh, conversation between the boys uh, before the game we know that I mean, we knew our situation, and then we, we knew, you know, Edmonton's situation. And just coming off our, our first win there at home, it was, um, it was important to get to a good start and, and hopefully, you know, get the lead early and, um, you know, put those guys on their toes. And, um, you know, obviously, I think we, we had a 
pretty good, uh, you know, performance. Uh, you know, all four lines were rolling, and you can tell just everybody was motivated to win that game. And um, it was it ended up being pretty tight there at the end, but um, you know, pulled off the win. Obviously, it was, it was huge for us. Pete named that the uh, the oil shark bowl. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> we had a, was we had a good time with that one. For generated sure. um, a lot of uh, AI imagery. It was wonderful. <laughs> What a week that was in, in the hockey world. Uh, we have Sharky here, and we were just taught you. You noticed when you came on that we have Sharky. Sharky's got to be one of the better mascots in hockey. We were wondering, do players know who the mascots are? Like, do, do you know the mascots of the teams that you've played on? Never, never. They do a good job of uh, keeping their identity um, under wraps, so we have no idea. <laughs> no, but do you know, like, the actual, like, the mascot, like Sharky, not the person inside of Sharky? Well, now I want to go down this road because you probably <laughs> walked by and, like, given Sharky or Stanley C. Panther, I think is his name, like, you've yeah. probably given them fist bumps before, and yeah. then you walk by them in the parking lot or something, and they're like, he has no idea. <laughs> I influenced. No I gave that guy the fist bump that led to that hat trick. I yeah, never even no, thought of that. No idea. Would would love to find out now that you brought it up. Now, well, we've got a great surprise for you, Sharky. Come <laughs> on, I'm just kidding. No, Pete. Yeah, Pete. Ask what uh, about like? Oh, do you yeah. actually know? I was gonna. I was. We were gonna trivia question you to some trivia with uh, if you can name all the mascots for the teams that you've played for. Oh so you've boy. got Sharky. That's an easy one. Sharky, you did well, but Sharky. it was also just right there. DJ okay. already spoiled the Panthers one, if you know the yeah. Panthers mascot. Yeah, so Stanley. Um, yep. I think Columbus, is it Stinger? Yeah, sure is. Hello, what do we got? Ottawa Center, who do we got there? Oof. No idea. Wow. Spartacat. I mean, we can't see your hands, Sparta. so you could have been Googling this. <laughs> I would have just cheated in front of you. No, yeah, Spartacat, which... Random. Not my favorite. No. It, it, it gives some Spartan yeah. imagery, but not my favorite. Uh, how about, did we do... Blackhawks. Uh, Blackhawks is a classic. Uh, what's that? Uh, I should know this one, eh? Yeah. Mm. This, is a good, this is a famous one. He, oh, like, beats no. people up in the concourses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's pretty He's pretty out there. I, I'm game. actually really bad with... Uh, with uh with these things guys tommy hawk all right we'll tommy do hawk. uh how about this rangers do they even have one no oh, rangers do not have right. a mascot yeah, yeah i was like i, I would have remembered wild stuff i would say the yeah. unofficial mascot of hockey twitter and of like every twitter is tim robinson and i think you should leave good segue and you are famously, and I think you should leave head because on Twitter, you, you confirmed that yourself. So <laughs> like, what is your experience and love of, I think you should leave. What's that like level? Like, um, I've watched it, I think just once it was great. I've recommended it to so many people. Um, my favorite, uh, scene was probably the nachos, the date on the nachos. <laughs> <laughs> that had me fired up um yeah a great show great actor and um i hope that he comes out with a new season soon because uh, we need some more content out of him i mean the thing was she was taking all the fully loaded nachos and <laughs> yeah, you can't hilarious. take the, them with all the stuff on it she yeah, was leaving yeah, what yeah. is it one nugget for the guy 
You can't do it. <laughs> it. But it was a rule at the restaurant. It wasn't. Yeah, it, it was the rule that he just made up. And then she's so, not going to the movies no more. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do do you find that from someone recommending it to you? Is it like a next up on Netflix thing? Like I'm trying to I'm trying to paint a scene of like classic hockey, the boys like watching. I think you should leave. And that cracks me up. You know what? Now you brought it up. I'm going to recommend to the boys here on the Sharks. I haven't yet, but I'm going to ask around. Um, but for myself, I'm actually a big TV show, movie kind of guy. So I'll I'll be on Netflix just, you know, just looking around for new shows and stuff like that. And whatever the mood is, you know, comedy or action, whatever, whatever I'm feeling that day, I'm, I'm looking it up for sure. What have you been getting into these days? I just finished uh, Top Boy. I don't know if you heard of Top Boy. Yeah, it's no. really good, actually. I think Drake's a producer on it. A producer on it. Okay. Um, you guys should look it up. Um, what else? Um, I mean, Peaky Blinders okay. finished like, maybe last season. That was great. Um, top of my head, not sure, but there's just so many guys. <laughs> I'm on there like every flight, to be honest. Are you a uh, Are you a Drake guy? Of course, yeah. <laughs> So I'm not the biggest Drake fan, but for some reason, the song Rich Baby Daddy has its hooks in me so freaking... Do you know that song? Yeah, with uh, Sexy Red. Yeah, the, so Sexy Red on the chorus. That hook, for some reason, has affected me like few choruses ever have. Like every every social post I'm doing now, I have it in this. Shake that ass for Drake, shake that ass for me. It's the most... Captain eh? producers looking at me. I've played it a million freaking times in our studio. It just it, something comes over me when I hear that song. You can relate to it. It's because <laughs> y- you know why? It's because I I think that we should get a Frenchie and take care of the dog till the dog days are over. You know, he had to pay Florence Welch as a songwriter on that song. And I'm like, why didn't why don't you just not include a part at the end where you sing the dog days are over? <laughs> What a weirdo Drake is. Uh, do what you got to do, I guess. This is such a good hockey interview, man. Like, I'm, I'm having a freaking blast here. Uh, what was, uh, what's your relationship with Joe Thornton like? Because he was there. You got end of career Joe Thornton. And then when you came to San Jose, I know he was like, I'm going to hook you up. Yeah, he was great. Um, obviously, that year when he was there in Florida, um, you know, just win the President's Cup and just that year how it all unfolded. We were just winning almost every game. It was just so fun to have him around the locker room. He was he was awesome. Um, he did so much for, for us. And um, I know he wasn't playing every game, but just his attitude and his mood in the locker room was huge. And he definitely kept that room, um, you know, very light. And, um, you know, all the boys are always dying laughing when he's around. So, um, and then, you know, obviously when I got traded over the summer, um, actually the first phone call was uh, Mike Greer. Second phone call was Bill Zito. And then third phone call was Jumbo Joe. And, um, you know, you're just telling me all about uh, San Jose and how I'm going to love it here. And, um, you know, it's great that he's, he's there full time. So he's, he's still here, uh, you know, in the, in the, the rink sometimes, you know, working out and, and stuff like that. So he's still busting around. So it's, it's nice to have him around for sure. You grew up a Canadiens fan, and obviously he started his career with, with the Bruins. Do you, like, remember having any feelings towards him as a kid? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I remember one of my – I've only been to, like, a handful of um, Montreal Canadiens games growing up because they were so expensive. And um, I remember 
you know, he one of the games was him in a, in a Bruins jersey. And um, I remember just Iso Cam and him the whole game. And, um, you know, one of the players I, I grew up watching, obviously, and, um, you know, one of those legends. So it's just like one of those things that, you know, you just never, you know, you, you never really expect to happen, you know, playing with a guy like that. But, you know, when it happened, um, you know, couldn't, couldn't be more grateful for the opportunity. And now I'm just lucky to call him as a friend for sure. Uh, speaking of the Bruins, I, I'm uh, a diehard Bruins fan, so last uh, last playoffs will haunt me till the day that I die. But obviously, uh, you being on the other side of it, what was that experience like going up against a team that had just set the record in the regular season? Obviously, they got off to a strong start, and then what was that experience like in the locker room on the other side? It was great. I mean... Um... Sorry to hear about that. I bet but... it was. I bet it was great. <laughs> it must be nice. <laughs> no, it was great. It was awesome. Uh, unbelievable experience. Um, you know, one of those series that you just you remember for the rest of your career. And, um, you know, obviously be down 3-1. And then we all know that Marshawn breakaway with, you know, with Bob and um, huge save. And there's just so many things that happened that just went our way and, um, you know, took advantage of it. And obviously they're, they were an unbelievable team best team in the NHL history so um, we definitely had a tough task ahead of us but um, you know I I just want to say like in that locker room we just believed you know since game one um, we just never stopped believing that was the thing um, you know just kept us going just our leadership group just stepped up in in a big way and um, you know everybody just knew what we had to do and um, you know we just stuck to with each other and um, you know that was a crazy comeback and obviously a crazy game seven there. Yeah, you. I mean, you guys played deep into the summer, obviously, and then you were traded over the summer. Like, what was the experience like for you this summer? Because that seems like a very hectic summer to have. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, a lot of emotions going through. I mean, um, I mean, for me, um, it started back. You know, July, the July before. You know, tearing my Achilles and um, just going through the whole rehab process all year. It was drooling and then. Um, very grueling, um, you know, period and, you know, a lot of ups and downs and stuff like that. But, um, you know, um, you know, it's just part of the business. I've been through it before. And, um, you know, when I got traded, it was a bit of a shock. But at the same time, um, just again, just grateful for the opportunity that, uh, you know, my career has present presented to me. And, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, you go through an experience like that with, you know, with Florida going all the way to the finals is kind of a dream come true. You know, you're you know, as a kid, you always dream of that, having the opportunity. And, um, you know, it was obviously a great time. And, um, you know, time I'll never forget with uh, Florida for sure. You also got traded, obviously, the, the first trade of your career. You were the centerpiece of a trade for a star player. And I always wonder what that's like for the young guy. You were traded for Keith Yandel. How much pressure is that? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, luckily that happened when I was in junior, so I didn't have to, you know, take my stuff and, and pack my stuff and, and move midseason. It was kind of, uh, you know, a move I had to make over the summer. Um, but yeah, like obviously as a, as a prospect, you know, you just get drafted to organization. You, you're not expecting, but you're, you're hoping to be there for a little bit. And, um, you know, wasn't expecting that at all, obviously, but um, you know, I was told, I guess, from our performance from the World Junior Tournament and that chemistry that I show with uh, Max Domi um, that, you know, Arizona really wanted me and um, wanted me to play with Max. So, um, you know, it was um, another, obviously, a surprise, but 
again, learned early on in my career that, you know, it's a business and, um, you know, things like that will happen. And, um, you know, I think it, it was great, you know, going to a younger team there in AZ and um, starting off my career over there. It was, it was a great time. Learned from uh, an all-time great Shane Doan, who, uh, who I consider a friend to, still to this day. Um, this guy is just uh, just unbelievable, um, you know, my first few years. And what a captain to, you know, start my career with for sure. Doan seems like a pretty level-headed, awesome, like great leader. Who's the most ridiculous teammate you've ever had? Most ridiculous teammate. <laughs> is going to be Joe Thornton? Or? <laughs> There's so many. I don't want to call anybody out right now. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what do you mean by ridiculous? Just like, like it could be anything. I mean, like right now you got uh, Ferraro who does all the YouTube stuff and everything, but that's good. Go make, make your content. Hell yeah, we're all in this together sort of thing. Whether yeah. Kachuk last year, just like this guy is an absolute animal. Like, who is the yeah. teammate that you've looked at and been like, how are we even the same species? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go John Scott. No, this, boy. Guy was, uh, this guy was actually hilarious. Um, kind of like jumbo, jumbo vibes. Just every day, you know, it's going to be just a full on laugh, laughing session with this guy. He kept the room light, um, you know, he's, yeah, he, he was a funny guy and, and funny guy to be around with for sure. He was always the center of attention a lot too. Like a, t a fan base was always either mad at him or people were voting him into an all-star game that people didn't think he should be yeah. in. That was, that was actually the year he was there in Arizona when he got um, voted into the all-star game. So that was, that, was, uh, that was a crazy few months. It was pretty I mean, funny. Yeah, what yeah, was that tell, like? tell us about those months <laughs> yeah. because we have the all-star game coming up now and they're changing the yeah. rules and everything. But like, what was it like being on that team and having that kind of attention for that reason? Yeah, I mean, obviously he was a guy in the lineup and, um, you know, he was loved by all his teammates. And um, But, uh, I mean, I guess when they they put that, you know, um, fan voting in and then the fans started voting for him and then it just kind of blew up on social media and everybody started voting for him, um, you know, in the locker room, we were – we were loving it. We were we were saying, heck yeah, like you you deserve to be in there if the fans want you in. And I guess he got called from Gary in the league, and they didn't want that at all. And um, they were trying to they were trying to you know take him away and tell him not to go and stuff like that. But we were telling him like you got to go, and he was like, oh hell yeah, I'm going. And um, he ended up going. He got his. Uh, uh, all-star gloves that one day and it started to be real and um, you know it was awesome we were really happy for him and then ended up scoring that hat trick and it was it was great uh, great experience for him for sure he was traded before was he traded before the game is that in an effort yeah to, to... he came into Montreal and I guess he started playing in St. John and that's why yeah. he didn't even have a, a logo when he got to the all-star game I guess they did, did I guess the league did everything and you know possible to for him not to go but you know he had his uh he, he had his mind made up and you know it was good for him to to go through for go through with it I, I don't want to get you in trouble here I, I know what you've said about the pride tape and I should note so I shouldn't be vague about that the pro pride tape you've, <laughs> uh, that you've been uh against the specialty equipment ban and you think that that uh players should express everything that they uh, feel the need to express do you ever wish as a player and I'm sure a lot of players feel this like do you ever wish that the league would take itself a little less seriously with things like that or the John Scott thing of like 
this is an okay thing. This is a fun moment. This is something that's making people feel good. We don't necessarily need to squash it. Yeah, I mean, I, I still don't get, you know, the league decision, honestly. Um, you know, we saw, was it last week, Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, making a mask for his, his wife and, um, and you know, the league, you know, stepping in and saying no. And I'm, I'm glad that he didn't listen to the league and just went through with it. I think more guys need to start doing that. I mean, um, it's kind of... Uh, one of those things you're trying to grow the game, you know, every, every single day, every single year, you're trying to, you know, attract new audience. Obviously, you know, you look at the NFL, you look at the NBA, you look at the numbers they're pulling up. I don't see why, you know, hockey shouldn't be, you know, right there. You know, I, I, you know, obviously a biased, you know, opinion, but hockey is a great sport and um, should be, you know, showcased, you know, a bit more everywhere. And, um, you know, it starts with things like that. So, um, you know, I think for us as players, we need to step up and, you know, just just talk how we feel and, and um, you know, express, um, you know, to everybody and to the world, um, you know, that uh, hockey is for everyone. We're not just saying it, but we're actually, you know, taking actions. You're uh, one of our good friends does uh, the style rankings for uh, for Bleach Report, Sarah Siv, and you're constantly near the top of those style rankings. So I'm curious, how... How invested are you in the fashion game? And do you ever get requests from teammates being like, can you help me? Because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I seen the list and I'm not taking that list seriously unless I'm in the top two or top three. I, I seen I thought it was like number eight and I just, I'm not, don't like it. I don't like it. So talk to your friend. I need to get moved up ASAP. Um, but yes, I've had some comments from teammates and, um, you know, I, I just, I hooked him up, uh, with, uh, my guy back home. He's a, uh, he's a family friend who, uh, he actually grew up with my dad. So, um, you know, I've been getting my suits from him since I guess midget, you know, I guess midget, um, started making suits and, um, you know, he's great. He's, uh, he's great style. Honestly, I, Sometimes I, I, I throw some ideas in, but for the most part, he's um, he's the man, um, you know, with uh, all the styling and everything. So I, I can let him take the charge and, um, you know, just tell him to go go crazy sometimes and, you know, I'll, I'll wear whatever. How I, often do you get like a, a care package of suits? Because I, I imagine like I, I was signed up for Stitch Fix for a while and it's like. It's, it's super exciting to get that box in the mail and not know what's inside it. So I can't imagine getting a delivery and being like, I've got custom suits waiting for me. Let's see what's in here. No, no. So I haven't had new suits in maybe like maybe two years. But okay. um, if I would do any new suits, it'll be over the summer just because, okay. you know, um, never know what the, the fitting and all that stuff. So he's got my measurements and stuff back home and then, um, you know, we'll pick out the colors and whatnot, and then we'll do it over summer when I'm, I'm back in Montreal. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think I'm going to get, I, I didn't really have time last summer cause, uh, the longer extended summer, but obviously this summer I might, uh, get a few more for sure. I, I never thought about this, but like players will try to show up to camp huge, right? Because they know they're going to lose weight over the course of the season, right? Like I don't say huge meaning like bufflin like i like mean like you want to show up as strong as uh throw a guy under the bus we we made jokes about phil last interview we can't just keep making phil kessel jokes uh anyway uh 
players I know will show up and they'll say like you lose weight early in the season right because you're skating so much and everything like when you get fitted for suits in the summer do you have to factor in like this might not fit me as well in December or January and plus if we're being a-holes about it like as a hockey player you got the big butt thing going on as well so these tailors are going to have their hands full I mean, luckily, I don't have that that much of that problem. I know some guys maybe do, but um, for the most part, I, I keep my body kind of the same throughout the whole year, to be honest. And um, I, after the season, you know, I take a couple weeks off. I maybe get a little belly, but I, uh, I try to cut that out right after, you know, and when I start skating in the summer. But, um, you know, for the most part, my measurements have been kind of the same throughout the year. So, um, you know, when I get to camp, I don't think you want to get there too big because, you know, the skates are pretty hard. So um, you might have a little tough time moving out there. But um, you try to obviously get uh, to camp as, as most shape as possible. Yeah, I'll, I'll end it w- with this. Given that you've come off, you've spent a summer like rehabbing a major injury with your Achilles a couple of years back. Are the days of like kind of letting yourself go or taking a little break in the summer over like did, did that does that rehab process get you into the habit of like whenever I can work to be better and healthy I will yeah for sure I mean I think it's uh, changed my whole mindset and, and you know how I take care of my body and um, <clears throat> you know it's kind of crazy you know like just how um, dialed in you have to be um, you know just a little things when you get older and you're you know you're starting to you know, get older in this league, you just want to, um, you know, be as better, you know, as you can be. And, um, you know, you don't know how, how long you'll get, you know, in, in this league and how long you'll play for. So might as well just get better as, as much as you can. And, you know, even in the off season, um, you know, you're, you're still striving to be better. You're still, you know, looking to get better from the previous season. And, um, you know, I think for myself, especially with this injury, um, you know, it's not an injury that I rehabbed and now it's it's done with. You know, it's still something that I, I'm still dealing with to this day. And, um, you know, I've been told I'm going to keep dealing with it, you know, for my whole career. So, um, you know, it's something I need to stay on top of. And um, that's not just the Achilles. It's actually the whole body. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'm just dialed in, you know, with the rest, nutrition, um, you know, all that, you know, stretching. And, um, you know, so it's uh, it's actually um, improved my preparation. And, um, you know, I'm actually, you know, grateful that that I did tear it because it, it actually um, helped me see a new light and how I need to prepare my body each and every day. I, I sincerely swear to both you and Pete, when I said huge, I did mean like bulk up, put like lift. <laughs> I know what you meant. I know what you meant the whole time. And then you threw his name out there and I was like, oh, no. I will. I was just saying like, I'm not, I, I'm an asshole. Uh, Anthony, you are the best. We appreciate you so much. I'm so glad we were able to go over the X's and O's of hockey uh, as in-depth as we did in this conversation. We love watching your games, man. Continued success. Appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, Sexy Red sees this interview as well. <laughs> oh, my God. There yeah, you go. Like, can I get a follow? <laughs> sexy Red, follow back. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, Thank appreciate you so much. Thank you. God, this is why I love interviewing people. What a guy. Who would have thought that Anthony Duclair would be bringing up Sexy Red on the old podcast? I'm saying that you relate or you relate to Drake. No, no, no. That I, oh, I thought you were saying that I was late. 
And for no. some reason, I was like, no, I, I'm very late to Drake. I admit there that I just found a Drake song that I like. You relate. Sorry, my nose is stuffed up. I don't uh, know if you heard. Although, although, Sean, was he saying that I relate to Drake or Sexy Red there? Uh, I think he was saying you relate to the person that is shaking their ass for Sexy Red and Drake. Oh, oh, so I didn't even think of that. I thought that he was saying, like, you got that sort of demonstrative no, energy. No, I think, he, of, I think he's, you, you shake ass. Oh. DJ throws ass. Do I throw ass? That's what he was trying to get to the bottom of. I don't, th yeah, I don't think. Uh, it sounds like Anthony Duclair doesn't throw ass. I have ass throwing energy, maybe. Just, just be, well, you only throw it for Drake and Sexy Red. That's why we haven't seen it all. That that's time. right. And so is, is that why she's calling me a bitch? <laughs> Probably for other reasons, too. <laughs> it's a big bitch energy. Ah, uh, it depends on how you're using the word. Like, do I got that dog in me? <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sure, I got that dog in me. What a, yeah, bit of a bitch in that regard. He uh, he rocks. The Duke. He's great. The Duke, as it were. What a it's nickname, funny to, too. Everything makes me feel old, but like having a conversation with like cool adult Anthony Duclair is so funny to me because I'll always associate Anthony yeah, no. Duclair with like world juniors. Yeah. Yeah. And the... Man, the Coyotes got Anthony Duclair. They're going to be such a fun team. There you go, Sean. We're talking about the Coyotes now. Happy? No. I like that we went through all the mascots that, uh, for the teams that he's played for, except for the Coyotes. That's right. He. It's almost like you guys are pushing an agenda. Or that was that was kind of on him and us because he was like, "I am done with this game," and we we're like, "All right, cool, three more." I I did love that. That he, like once you, once somebody says "guys," it means like, guys, wrap it and up. Like apologies, guys. I'm sorry. I I. I, I'm bad at this. I'm not good at this one, guys. Right, cool, we're like, cool. It. Maybe, well, not with that attitude. Let's keep it going. <laughs> no, you responded to that by asking him a trick question, nonetheless. Which you were like, that's, you were like, that's really cool. The one that he got was like, the trick was was great. Yeah, he's fantastic. Daddy, I love him. Uh, <laughs> shout out Anthony Duclair. And that in a season that probably isn't super fun for the Sharks and probably for Anthony Duclair, he came on, showed some personality with us. I get fired up off these. You know, like when we're done taping them, I'm like, that's right. Go look up any other interview with that player. It's not that interesting. It's not that fun. Literally the comment that we just got, these guys get the best hockey players as guests, and then they ask the dumbest questions. That's the point. And also incorrect read on that. Right. Uh, we get things out of players by, like, look, you're going to like the clips that you get, and you're going to like the answers that they give. It's only natural to say, well, I didn't like the question or I didn't like the interviewer's energy or whatever. That's how it got there. Like the, We have been able to disarm players who are usually a little cagey, usually a little buttoned up because we do what we would do if we were just hanging out with people. So I'm not saying that we're ace interviewers, even though I did tell right. Nick Foligno we're ace interviewers, <laughs> but there is a method to this madness. There is a little skill here. Yeah, and also like skill. these guys do hockey interviews all day long for like their entire careers and we i mean when we had bedard he was like i've never heard any of these questions before and that's that's kind of the fun part yeah so we go all right let's go sneaker shopping with them and <laughs> deep throat hot wings <laughs> uh look i'm glad that we talked drake and sexy red with anthony duclair that's not the only music hockey news this week because tate mccray has a very hockey track list for Think Later. If you don't know who Tate McRae is, maybe you're three weeks ago old. Uh, she got the hockey world's attention with this album cover. 
for Think Later in which she's wearing goalie pads backwards. People got really mad. She also filmed a music video for her smash hit Greedy in a hockey rink. We have already fixed the issue with the Tate McRae album cover. We put the pads on right, just turned her into Martin Brodeur. It was a great time. I thought the hockey stuff was done with Tate McRae. What a dumb bitch I am yeah, to use I mean, your verbiage. Yeah, I mean, the hockey stuff, I don't think the hockey stuff was like a phase for Tate McRae. It is who she is. She loves hockey, apparently. Yeah. It's like almost her entire personality. People don't know this. She's from Canada. That's true. She is. Maybe she, well, we already threw her out there as a celebrity guest. So yeah. she's uh, going to be a celebrity guest. But like, she, she, her hockey is as much a part of her personality as it is either of ours. Correct. And it could be argued that we're not even as good a dancer as she is. I also like the, the songs aren't amazing. I listen to them all the time. She ain't beaten those industry plant allegations. I could see why those would be out there. I did listen to her most popular song. It's, I think it's called You Broke Me First. That's her most popular one. And I was like, oh, this is bad. bad. Greedy. Well, I mean, Greedy is a her Greedy new rocks. most popular song. Uh, greedy, it's, like, it's not good, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird thing. She's got my uh, head in a pretzel. And it continued yesterday because, boys, we were on the, the group text chatting about this. She revealed the track list for Think Later. And you look at, you see Great Greedy. We know that one. X's Grave. She lip-synced on SNL, so we know some of these songs already. But take a look at the middle of that track list. You got Calgary, sure. Could that be a quest, uh, a, a hockey thing? Bon Iver did it first. It, was that a hockey song? Uh, Could have been. Hmm. But nobody really knows because nobody understands Bon Iver's lyrics. Now look at, I think, I can't see well. Is it track 10? We got... Yeah. Zoom in, Sean. Number... 10 is that is it messier? messier or is it messier is it messier or messier and we don't know at first blush because she's doing the stupid fucking thing that everybody does now where they make all the song titles all lowercase that's that. not cool Tate, i hate it what's going to happen in a few years when your song titles go on a job interview there are people are going to be like I, th these aren't serious songs that's like doing the i don't type in any caps on twitter Thing. like it was cool for it's cool for like maybe if you stick with it for your entire if you don't throw a single capital letter in any of your tweets ever i think like ryan lambert is like that yeah i don't know if i've ever seen a capital letter from ryan lambert he's in my phone as lowercase ryan lambert which like if that's part that's of his brand it's, yeah, if that's your thing cool but don't just hop on the train if you've ever used a capital letter before as an artist don't do the lowercase thing now i hate it it's so lame. What a stupid trend. And to be fair, uh oh, have we ever heard of Tate McRae before two weeks ago? Like maybe this is her thing. But it can't be your it's it can't be point. your thing when it can't it, be your thing when, now. You, when you're new because yeah. like that's like the trend. Yeah, because that right that it's is just doing... hopping on the trend. Like if you start doing it before or after it became the trend, you're just hopping on the trend. I, I mean, know. Ari did it in I want to say 2020, and it felt played at that point. Who did? Ariana Grande. Maybe okay. she was, you I mean, know. Taylor Swift did it with Folklore. And, th th and like, when Taylor Swift did it with Folklore, that, that was, was like. Obviously like, oh my God. Maybe was she was so like in grade one grammar school up in Canada. Just they were like right 
your capital letters in crayon? She was like, no. I love. Maybe. If she's got the proof, she got the receipts, I'll, I'll eat my eat my words. I love that you switched up the lexicon to oh, make yeah. a Canadian by saying I'm grade glad one. I, thank you for recognizing that. Yeah. Absolutely. If we're t- like, I mean, if we're talking about hockey, we say U.S. Thanksgiving instead of Thanksgiving. Great job. I love when people do things like that. Uh, so we're left with this question. Is it Messier or Messier? We could just decide it's Messier, but we're not that kind of podcast. People forget I have an email relationship with Tate McRae's representatives. Sean, yesterday I emailed Tate McRae's representatives and said, hey, all. As we are a hockey show that now discusses Tate McRae's music, <laughs> we have a question. Is track 10 on the album called Messier the Word or Messier as in Mark Messier? Thank you, and the invitation for Tate to join the show always stands. Best DJ. They got back to me right away saying, it's Messier the Word. Oh. Thank you. To which I replied, lame. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, that rocks. Also, I want to go back to the their uh, their response. Did they say was there an X? Uh, is that an X above kisses? Oh, right, I was gonna say no. that's kisses, and it's X's. kisses from the X. Hmm. There's no hugs, just straight kisses. Lame. X is an X. It's X O. So that would be that would be hug, right? Because if it's X O, it's hugs and kisses. So the X is hug, O is kiss. Oh, I was just, X gives much more of a kiss vibe. I agree. And then O is like a, a hug. I mean, we can get to the bottom of this. We, yeah, we I can email Tate McRae's people <laughs> and be true. like, hey guys, as we are now in the uh, uh, show that discusses your emails, <laughs> what does X mean? Oh, I'm so and glad like, that you said that. Stop emailing us. <laughs> Well, this is a work email. I think that we can uh, very, very confidently say that Tate McRae will never be on the show now after those emails and after accusing her of being an industry plant. I don't know if that, I mean, they were initially so excited to, they, when, I, when I first hit up like her mom and pop shop representatives, they were like, hey, Tate loves hockey, so this would be great. Yeah. Adding Tom and then Tom, like, I, th- I can't remember... Which one is like the muscle of it seems the team? Like Tom might be. No, I mean Tom was helpful. Tom's getting back and he's throwing hugs. Maybe he's, <laughs> that is true. Maybe he's not the muscle. I don't Tom know. is uh, X. Oh, I'm not going to read that. We're not going to talk about Tate's X's. That's right. Because I, I am a fan of Tate. Yeah, like I like that she exists and like the music isn't bad. It's just it's not necessarily for me. And she just came out of nowhere. It is the biggest star of the world, apparently. I can't believe you actually said that. You got that dog in you. I, I'm so glad you're my friend. Oh, I mean, it felt a little dice. I was like, do I do it? Do I do it? Do I, do it? I did it. Uh, but Pete, I can A see, real badass. I, uh, uh, do I, um, am I a star? Yeah. What? Am I a star for the, like, a three stars yeah, thing? Yeah, for sure. All right, and uh, I'm going to give all my stars to Tate McRae's team for uh, putting up with that. They're great to us. Hopefully, we do get Tate at some point, but I could see... Pete is... I'm having a bad time. Pete's having a bad time. He's under the weather. Thank you to everybody for uh, hanging out, checking out this episode. Thanks to Anthony Duclair. He's the best foco for giving us these dope items. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. 